0: Minus 3 with Dave Damoschek. Hi and hello and welcome to postseason pro football action sports fans. Welcome to Minus 3. Make sure you're betting on all of it this NFL postseason with your pals here on Minus 3. Do so, fanduel.com slash minus 3. It's the word minus, it's the number 3. And welcome to the show. Three guys in ball caps ready to talk about pro football. I'm headed to see an NHL game in Los Angeles, Kings, Penguins, looking forward to that. Speaking of NHL, Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Meatballs coming at you at the back end of this episode with a new episode of this episode with a new ep- mini episode. I don't know, piloting at the back end of uh, of our program proper here. Spaghetti and Meatballs with some hockey talk for you. So stick around for that. Things are getting real good in, uh, in the NHL right now. Make sure you're playing along with us and against us at extrapointscom slash arcade cousin, Sal on down the whole gang at extra points in the NFL, pick them and props, all that stuff. A great minus three earlier in the week with Jeff Schwartz. He's a chiefs fan. As you may know, I am a Steelers fan. We brought that game up. We talked about all the wild games, wild card games, Upcoming and listen to Extra Points with me, Sal, and Marty Weiss. We had Tory Holt, who's hoping to get a gold jacket at some point soon here. Um, he certainly deserves it. It's a weird one that he doesn't already have. It should have had it about a decade ago. But either way, really fun conversation with Tory Holt. And with all that, you know, greatest show on turf, one of the great memories in uh, in postseason NFL action, but let's look at the here and now with our two guys, Eddie Spaghetti there behind the glass and his Rangers ball cap. And there he is, Kevin Hench. I don't know what his hat says, but his face says business. Buffalo Bills, you want to rule the AFC East? There's the small matter of Belichick's Patriots to contend with. How, how are your emotions right now, Hench? Um,
1: you know, I'm, I'm not overly confident, I I do feel like
0: (laughs) overly who said you had to be confident period.
1: Well, I'm not, I'm not as woebegone as you should be. Obviously I'm, I'm not, I'm not going headlong into an embarrassment. I'm, I'm I mean,
0: I'm, I'm in dynamite spirits, pal. Don't worry about me. I I'm over the moon. Okay. Um, I am. I, I I sincerely am. This is the greatest spot to be in. I,
1: I feel like the, the Patriots, you know, are playing with house money. They, they, they overperformed. I mean, as the Steelers did too. And, you know, the, the, as you were watching the 1 million possibilities that could have happened last weekend, this is pretty much the last place I wanted the Patriots to have to go play. You know, Hmm. since, since, so since that crazy weather aberration, you know, where the, where the wind moves, the, the bills chip shot field goal, 40 yards, like literally a chip shot that went further horizontally than forward. Like, you know, the the Bills win the game if they get the the chip shot because then they have another chip shot to win the game. Um, And then the Bills lost in OT at the Bucks the next week. And then the Bills just put up four straight dominant double digit victories while the Pats staggered to the finish line. Uh, Going three and three down the stretch with a pretty rough loss at Miami, which, again, our listeners cashed in on, I hope, because I said, number one, best bet on the schedule, Dolphins plus a touchdown at home in in a place where Tom Brady went eight and ten. This is the easiest money of the year. And then you said, live a little, bet the Dolphins money line. So I hope people listen to me and then I really hope they listen to you and made some money on that, that easy one. But anyway, the, the Pats. well, I hope
0: everybody is. also to pat ourselves on the back as we like to do here and there. I hope everybody listened to me and spaghetti and Jeff Schwartz and Sal who said Georgia and the under was the right bet that hit for you. And, uh, and that cashed out. You can't win them. Well, all. Well, the speaking
1: bets. of, uh, of your, you're going to the, the, hockey game tonight when we were texting about the college football championship game. And I believe Spaghetti let us know that he was at the Rangers Kings game I during was. that. So then you go, oh, you know, you're like, oh, gee, I, I wonder, uh, I didn't even know that game was happening. I wonder what kind of a time our buddy's having. And then you go on your phone, you're like, Oh, he's fucking miserable.
0: <laughs> I didn't look at the final score. It escaped my memory to look until the next day. And like, I saw, oh my <laughs> God.
1: He's just, because it is, I mean, obviously attending any sporting event is a crapshoot. You know, you you might have a terrible time watching your team lose, but there's something like a 3-1 hockey loss to a not very good team. That's a long slog. That's, well,
2: that, I, I I was lucky enough to go to the Anaheim Ducks game where the Rangers crushed them, and the Ducks are a better team than the the Kings. And then they were a totally different team versus this other one. And actually, my girlfriend took a picture of me watching the National Championship game on my phone. I perched on the seat in front of me while watching the the Rangers. Just like <laughs> life of a, a sports fan. But uh, you know they're playing with their their taxi squad lineup. They have all AHL guys in the third line. They're third pairing a D, Same thing. Backup goalie in. It was just a bad bad game. But it, I mean, it's fine. They have fifty points. I'm not
1: well. No about spaghetti it. probably couldn't hear the commentary. So I'm assuming. Kirk Herbstreet must have gone on a long jag about poor Jameson Williams costing himself millions of dollars to entertain Herbie so Herbie can make millions of dollars calling these games for ESPN. It's so insane that the exact worst nightmare scenario that these guys subject themselves to happened right in front of Kirk Herbstreet. No no comment. No comment on this, this kid who, you know, I don't know. He could fall to the second round. Like it's an ACL. He's definitely he definitely cost himself millions of dollars by playing in that game. So that the cur- big cur- takeaway
0: for the kids is the big take uh, takeaway for everyone within the sound of my voice in the 21st century at least. Absolution is available if you just pretend like it didn't happen. There is no these apologies the day after, three days after, scripted by a publicist or otherwise. Only keep the ball in the air for an extra few days. Just pretend like it didn't happen. There are no repercussions for saying something that dim as Herb Street did. The guy who is, as a mercenary, basically living off of the millions of dollars generated by his employer, that he can say that and it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's fine. That that, that he's not a biased party on any level. It's just like, oh, well, Herbie's great in the booth, though. You got to give him that. Anyhow,
1: well, we, we can others- we can bring it up. We can we can bring it up in perpetuity. We can That's never true. let Herb Street off off the hook for not giving a shit about these. I know,
0: but you know what though? My eyes are now open. I, I feel differently. I I am flexible, um, spiritually. I now realize with the Steelers in this playoff game that no one wants them in. The idea that I mean, people are downright angry at Brandon Staley from depriving us of seeing Justin Herbert and company in the postseason everybody's so cross about this and I gotta tell you I agree why if the NFL cares so much about its players health why are they forcing this game to even happen we all know how it's gonna go but they're gonna even fly old Ben Roethlisberger out now Michael's out all this, they just just cancel it right why are they even bothering to play this game Fair. I mean, I think we all understand that this
1: well, do great. you think you can reverse jinx this into like a favorable result for you? Like if you if you I don't, you go, I don't <laughs> care,
0: I'm trying to have fun because you know what? To me, it's the journey, not the destination. And here's the thing that I've said all week: I've been lucky people when the Steelers do well or are a nightmare, one way or the other, people say, like, oh, you know what uh idiotic uh buffoon we can get to yap about them on our show is uh, that Dave Damashek. And so I've been doing that. And the reminder is if the goal is that you win the Lombardi or abject failure, if those are the two things, you're going to be sad a lot of the time as a football fan. Reminder to everyone within the sound of my voice, whoever, whatever team you root for, especially if you're in this mix here. The week after the Immaculate Reception, the Steelers lost and that was the end of the season. Everything doesn't have to end, end in ultimate glory for it to be a fun memory for you as a sports fan. And I look forward to having a fun sports memory with Jean-Claude Van Damaschek in what is it called? The crypt tonight, but they better not score just one goal. Cause when you only get to see your team play once a year or twice a year, and they only put up one, that's that's, that's a gut punch. Like we spent all this money to do this and that they, they, they barely even score and, and don't even be, I don't even want it to be a fourth liner. It's gotta be, I want 87 or 71 or shame the devil. All right, let's
1: talk about it. Well, well, listen, I think, you know, you're right. It's it's the journey, not the decimation. Um, oh, the, that was
0: cute how you messed the, up the yes. words, but on purpose. The
1: Steelers, uh, that we can start with your beloved Steelers. No, Eddie. because I don't
0: want to start with them. I want to start with this one. I want to start with, I want to talk about the Bills a little bit more. i <laughs> like, I'm not overly confident. Why would you feel good about this one at all? Well, I'll tell you. Well, what. that's my point. I'm not well, I, well, first of all, but it's, it's a weird thing. I know it's a funny story, but Josh Allen saying like I don't play well in the cold cuz I don't get good circulation to my feet and then Bart Scott says, "Oh yeah, Viagra takes care of that. Just take some Viagra." And the idea of a of a 10-foot pole running around underneath the number 17 to ward off would be tacklers is a uh, is something I don't I was gonna say I don't want to see, but it would be interesting. But, uh, but 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 anyway, it was very funny when uh, you know, when Will Ferrell did it in um Anchorman. But anyhow, uh I feel like it's just it it's a little bit of evidence. Let's not make too big a case out of that one. But the Buffalo Bills, yeah, you're right. They were they ended up surviving the Patriots and and winning the division as everyone under the sun, this side of me at least. I had the Patriots win in the division. Um had the bills and, but it's got to feel a little bit miragey right now to them because it doesn't matter. You have 60 minutes and you are supposed to be by a lot of people through this past 12 months have declared over and up the, the bills are the best team in the AFC. They should go to the Super Bowl this year. This is their year. They're peaking. They're ripe. They fixed their one uh, deficiency, the pass rush. Well, they can't run the ball except with their quarterback. Um, And now Belichick is still in the way and it's in Buffalo. And in a way I'd almost rather it be in Foxborough if I were Josh Allen, because that nervous energy from the stands will seep down and permeate onto both sidelines. If it's a tight game, they will get tight. It's, it's a big obstacle in the way it's a big iceberg that they have to work their way around for legitimacy. And if, and you know, the Colts lose, I don't know if you watched, um, the, uh, Hard Knocks, the, uh, the 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 great NFL films by our pal Keith Cosgrove on down. Uh, if you watch the most recent one when they lose to the Colts and I mean, when they the lose to when they lose to the Jags and it just sets up this like Frank Reich standing at a podium saying what feels pretty empty to the players like we got a, we got a championship culture here and you just got to believe that this is going to test us, and how are you going to respond to it? But it's like six months. Now you have to, like, ruminate on this and what you let get away. The Bills lose this one. I don't think you just go, like, hey, back at it. Get them in 2022, fellas. This is it. This is the year. And if they stumble and they can't get past the 20-year evil empire that is Bill Belichick, it's going to – and I know, they know that going into this game. I feel like they – your guys – have a nice psychological edge. Do you not see that, or do you disagree? Or you're, on starting, some level? you're starting
1: to cheer me up a little bit. I like this. Now, don't I you think feel, that's right? Well, maybe I would feel more confident if the Bills had fucking punted once the last time these teams played. If the punter had gone on the field, like I just think, you know, there, Josh Allen. You know, it's funny because I I took Bama. Uh, in our in our picks last week, not strongly, just kind of a coin flip. But I was like, you know, if, if you have a big advantage at quarterback, the other team better have a really big advantage at the other positions, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't – and as it turned out, when you watch that Georgia defense run sideline to sideline, you're like, oh, they do have a big advantage at all these other positions. Um, I don't think the Patriots' advantage at the other positions – uh, makes up for the the gap between the quarterbacks. Now it's, it's hilarious that the team, the fan base uh, for the team whose quarterback is from Jacksonville wants it to be as cold as possible against the quarterback who played college ball in Wyoming. It, it's so weird. We're like, Oh man, two degrees. It could be negative. This is great. Really? Our quarterbacks from Florida. How, how great is he in the cold weather? Well, we he's just going to hand the ball off, you know. We want it to be an ugly. We want another ugly weather slog as our only chance, because obviously, if if the game is free flowing and high
0: scoring, we have no chance. Um, you're talking me into it, hench. More and more, you're talking me into the Patriots because that that thing of like you just have to kind of announce. You can't announce it. You can't put it out there that um, I don't like the cold. Just don't say that. Even if you feel it, don't say that because because now you now you entrenched that into your own brain and into everybody else's. And that's no good. I like Mac Jones doing that. Dawson Knox for the Bills. I usually kind of, who cares? He's going to be sleeveless for the game. The guys who go out onto the field without a shirt on don't seem tough to me. They seem stupid to me who do that. But it is a thing. Like I don't want Josh Allen talking about, well, I get bad circulation, and that's why I've been known to struggle in the cold. Like Why are you bringing it up? Or just reject that if anybody asks you about it. And the most important detail is, is when you talk about how great Josh Allen was in Foxborough. Um, A month ago, if that's what the bills require for victory, that's again, that's a ton of prep. Not everybody does it. You've watched your guy. It's why I love underdog stories. I say uh, I've said it a million times before. I'll say it again. Underdog stories are awesome. They're really fun to get behind. People make movies about them. But what I love most about sports is when. Everybody is looking at the – and he, it could be Stetson Bennett for Georgia, a walk-on. When when it's understood based on the game flow and the narrative that preceded and everything, it's like, hey, you're our shot, man. Like, if if we're going to do this, it's got to be you who does it. Everybody gets it from that guy on down. And then they do it. The guy who always did that was Tom Brady. Oh, we're down two touchdowns to the best defense of the generation, the Seahawks in the Super Bowl in the second half. He rallies them and he put them in the lead. That's awesome. Doesn't mean Josh Allen's that guy. Everybody doesn't rise like that in, in that occasion when it, it can be too much pressure. So right, let me ask you this. Let's go once, there.
1: You mentioned uh Stetson Bennett, and I had this thought, I had this question for you guys. Will Stetson Bennett make as much money in his career playing football as Bryce Young made this year? <laughs> No, but how will he?
0: Will Bryce Young, the amount of money Bryce Young made this year, offset the number of free meals Stetson Bennett gets in the state of Georgia? Right. I know forever.
1: Of course. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not going to have a beloved career around football, but I don't know. Does he does he even carry a clipboard? For five seasons, you know how many? Oh seasons- no!
0: In the NFL, not maybe the USFL. That, that guy okay. has no shot. That guy okay. has no right. Eddie okay. Spaghetti. Do you agree with that, Stetson Bennett's not getting drafted. He might no. go knock around in August on some at some camp as a filling, but he's he ain't making no. NFL he, roster
2: I mean he he left a big time program to go to a community college to play in the middle of his Georgia career I mean he's not going to see that I'm trying to look it up right now what is uh it says that his NIL valuation jumped uh obviously after the championship game he started around 90,000 was his value now it's around 360,000 I'm pretty sure Bryce Young is like in the millions at this point so I think Hench is uh, I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna side with Bryce Young I, oh unless, I didn't know it was
0: millions I didn't know that Bryce Young had made millions I'm, I'm sure not, I'm the
2: Heisman's say. valuation for NIL is probably seven figures and I mean who knows what they're getting you know locally uh, I'm sure that Saban and and also in Georgia they they each get their players some guys uh, locally, but from the boosters. But yeah, I mean Bryce Young is going to. Well, that makes him. the
1: story even even better. You know, that's that's the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Like you know, it's it's, it's terrific. Um, all right. So we're we're on this is good. We're on opposite sides of the first game out of the okay, game. Okay, great.
0: So we have Sheck, these games to Sheck pick is and then
1: the points. Sheck says Pat's plus four. I say Bill's minus four.
0: I wanted what I wanted to do, and I really did have it written down this way. I didn't tell either one of you that this is what I was gonna do, but I wanted to do it in confidence order. And this is not that I'm I'm uh, this is one of the two toughest games to call here. The one that I like best is so I'm going to I'm going to do the way I have it um, on my own personal outline for today. I put them in the order that I am confident. The Bengals are going to whip the Raiders. I I I admire Derek Carr, what he's been able to hold together in in an all time mess of a situation there. But I just practically think the Bengals have a real shot at going to the Super Bowl. That's not hyperbole. By the way, plus 800 to bet them. That's the best value out there that feels plausible, at least. By the way, I loved it on FanDuel. When you go to FanDuel and you look up odds to get to the Super Bowl, there are uh, are six AFC teams, and then you have to click more to get to the Steelers' odds. They're not even listed. <laughs> They're not even listed. But anyway, uh, I, I I happen to agree. I don't think – uh, spoiler alert. I don't think that the Steelers wind up playing in the Super Bowl this year, although I'll be happy to be wrong. I do think that the Bengals, uh, you know, is an old story if you've been listening to minus three for the last uh, couple months here. I'm big on Joe Burrow and company. They're flawed, as is every other team. They can make big plays that swing postseason games. And they already hammered the Raiders in Vegas seven, eight weeks or so ago. I see no reason to doubt, this, uh, to doubt this result. I think Joe Burrow has a real big day there. I say, take the Bengals, and I'm going over. By the way, they're, they're laying four and a half, and I'm going over 48 and a half as I try to cobble, toga- cobble together final scores. I do think this one tracks to go a little over there. So plus 800, Bengals, how say you? Hench.
1: Well, I this would be probably my lowest confidence game. Like you know, I know you where,
0: said that. I can't believe it.
1: You know where you're, where you're just like you go back and forth, and uh, just to keep it interesting, I, I guess I'll take the points because the Raiders, and I mean I think Waller being back makes a huge difference for the Raiders, obviously, and you know watching what everybody in America except for you. Wanted to have happen uh, in the final game of the season, which is a tie. Watching that game, (laughs)
0: what what kind of person are you to sit there? We were all rooting for a tie. We were all
1: the whole country was rooting for a tie. the greatest, it would it would have been the greatest story in NFL history. And and but by the way, sidebar: the the Raiders were going to hand the ball off out of shotgun to Jacobs. That's what that's the play they were going to run. So this idea that Staley uh, calling timeout changed the course of history. It's like, no, they're going to hand the ball off. If they get it to this point, they're going to kick a field goal. The The problem was not tackling him on, you know, at, at any point when you knew he, they were going to run. And then, you know, I, to I think that's credit, right the Raiders were going to kick the field goal, you know? That, of course
0: and, and, they were. And I talked about that with Jeff Schwartz and a lot of other Mina Kimes, and there's been debate about this, but just to put a button on it from where I stand. Yeah, I think the I, Staley, whether he meant for it to go this way or not by calling that timeout with 30 seconds to go, if he then, if they run the ball one more time, the Raiders and the Chargers stop them, then they call another timeout with say 27 seconds left. And then, if the Raiders make the field goal, game over. But if they don't, the Chargers get the ball somewhere near midfield, one completion, and now the Chargers have a shot to win it. So yeah, the idea that the Raiders were playing for a tie, what they were playing for was to not give the Chargers a chance with the ball. They were either going to kick the field goal or Carlson misses it and they still go to the to the playoffs. So I think it's been overstated that Brandon Staley prevented I I heard the comments, but I still, but they were going to try the field goal. So the the Raiders were no matter what. So anyhow.
1: Um, Okay. So, but, to but, you know, that game and I was on the chargers um, and, you know, I watched Derek Carr. We talked about it a lot here. Like, I don't know. He just rings more than he has any right to out of that team week in and week out. And so, uh, you know, I'm. I like you. I lo- I love Joe Burrow. I also think the Bengals could could uh, hang with the Chiefs in an AFC title game shootout. But but to keep it interesting, I'll take this Derek Carr and the points because I, I I literally don't know how when they were when they were what were they six and seven? They were six that and seven, right.
0: right? Yeah, that sounds right.
1: The 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 odds of them finishing six and 11 seemed better than the odds of them going to the playoffs. And it's, and it's all Derek Carr. So, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll ride with your, with your buddy there uh, to keep it interesting as we're now, we're now on the other, we're opposite sides of the first two games out of the game. I love
0: it. Spaghetti, By the way, pick on that one. spaghetti oh,
1: checks picks in the playoffs for the last 15 years are incredible he's he's had seasons where he got every game right so i'm i'm not delighted to be on
2: i i was with him as he picked this the, the he picked the steelers uh, correct record for like five straight years i threw him a parade uh yeah he's as good as it six, gets i don't straight. feel, I don't
1: feel six great straight,
2: six
0: straight and also i kind of think we should take a vote kind of like did tj watt deserve that extra half sack I kind of deserve to be right about this one. Who could have seen Roethlisberger having to sit down with the 19 against Detroit? That would have been a win, not a tie, and they would have been 10 and 7, exactly like I picked them to be. Either way, I told you they'd go over 8.5. I told you they'd finish in second in the division. That's exactly where they landed. Tell, Say whatever you want. I am the Steelers whisperer. I do tell you what's going to yeah, go down I'll, with that. I'll give credit. half I'll give you, I'll half, give a I'll give you uh, half a sack. I, I'm with... one,
1: you, can have, you have half a sack for your one testicle. <laughs>
0: I don't know, even know what that means. but I right. don't either. Uh,
2: I'm with Hench. Uh, it's awfully
0: powerful when you consider how productive it is, you know? That's uh, uh, true.
2: Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm with Hench on, on this one. That My uh, wiener is least... the Mark
0: Lemke of wieners. Who, where did that come from? This, this? This fella at second base? This guy's a this sl- this slap hitter? Like, all of a sudden, gets when it's clutch time, there's no one you'd rather have up at the plate. That's what the ladies say. Go ahead,
2: Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Now, now it's pick time. Uh, I'm with hence the, the confidence meter. This one, uh, I have zero confidence. It's a tough game to pick. The line actually was mm. last night when I made the rundown was five and a half. Uh, now it's brought down to four and a half. So people are on the Raiders here and I think I'm on the Raiders too. Uh, Greg Rosenthal, our buddy, wrote an article about the, you know, the 10 best quarterbacks uh, this year. And I believe Derek Carr's on the list at number 10. And I totally agree with Hench again that he just gets the most out of this team. I think the Waller back uh, is great. Renfro's been great for him as well. And Josh Jacobs has played much better. The issue is that uh, Joe Burrow is also on Greg Rosenthal's top quarterback list. I believe it like number four or five, six around I mean, that number range. Number four, if I say Yeah, right. and he's, uh, he, he's great. Their offense, I think, obviously is better. But I think four and a half points. It was five and a half. I would love the Raiders, but I think four and a half is still enough. It'll be a close game. With a, I, what's going to happen is the Raiders should have won this game, but um, the the Bengals will end up eating out a close one. So I do side with should the Raiders have, this should one. Should it's, gonna have be, it's gonna it's gonna be well, it's gonna well, be a Kaepernick thing.
1: For that terrible call. Exactly. It's,
2: it's, oh, gonna, okay. be, it's can, gonna be. It's gonna be i You can happen. pretty
1: much guarantee that part. <laughs> There'll be a fucking horrible call.
2: <laughs> I just, tradition. I have like a f- foreshadow just seeing like Derek Carr coming off the field like angry about it. So it was like a fumble by a player and they're going to gun the like score. Something like that's going to happen where the Raiders have the game. They grabbed like,
1: Hunter Renfro's Bengals jersey.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of those. So Bengals will win this one, but it's going to be close.
0: All right. Next up, Shaq. And, and it all has to do with, but like the thing that I none said of us next can, up. I know, but not the thing none of us can do properly. And that's why week 18 is like, as we said when we were doing it, like, what are we picking some of these games? Who I, I don't know what the motivation is. Are they satiated with their paycheck? Or is are the Raiders like, wow, we did what nobody thought we could do? Great season there, but well, let's go have fun. And they really, at the first sign of adversity, will just, just kind of relent and be like, ah, have your fun back. Because we know we don't hang with you. Or like, are they game? I I don't know. I don't know what the what the Raiders are made well, of. Well, the
1: one thing <laughs> we all learned in week 18 is the 16 game season was plenty long. That there is no reason for that fucking Sunday to exist. Well, thank goodness
0: it did. Not just from a Steelers fans point of view, that Colts Jags result at the same time, Steelers and Ravens and, and that, and then it sets up the Sunday night game. Shame the devil that you would say that. That was great. And by the way, shout out to another gamer, Jimmy G with all the world against him coming back from 17 down to, to rally the Niners into the postseason. That's the game I'm second most confident in this weekend. I say the Cowboys win and how they're laying three right now. Total on that one is 51. I go back and forth on the total. I'm going to go over, listen less to what I say, where the total is concerned and who um, is going to come out um, in the head to head. Cowboys are going to cover the three there against the Niners. I like them. I think if they different matchups, you know, stylistic differences, make the matchup. Niners could, Make a deep playoff run. I don't like this spot for the for them going into Dallas. I say uh, Dak and company roll.
1: Okay, well this is this is a brutal matchup for me because these are the two teams. You know, I, I, anybody but Green Bay is my philosophy going into the NFC playoffs, and I liked both these teams as candidates to go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. So I hate the fact that I have to lose one of my Two chits. One of my two opportunities to beat the, those Packers. Uh, and and and. But it's funny because you know over the course of the year, you watch a team and you go, "Oh, that team is good." What are the odds of them winning the NFC? And then you go, "Oh, look at these odds." So I have the Niners at plus seventeen hundred, but they're now down to plus eight hundred. So that's that's nice. Um, and then I looked at my futures and I go. At some point, I was like. I got on the Cowboys at plus four twenty-five and now they're plus four fifty. So it's basically the same. Um, but I'm like, oh, well, one of those tickets is now worthless. However, and I I agree. I mean, it's kind of a terrible, ma- but it it's terrible for both teams. Like you, it's I feel like it's a bad matchup uh for Jimmy G, but I also feel like, you know, if I was cousin Sal, I wouldn't be delighted about Debo and Kittle coming into town. So just to keep it interesting, I'm going to take the field goal and we are we are 3 for 3 on opposite sides of the ledger. I hope this is the first year in 20 that Sheck has a bad playoffs.
0: By the way, circle this one is the best uniform matchup and there's some nice Ooh. candidates out there. Steelers yes. at Steelers at KC should look nice. I think actually the Raiders – well, the Raiders look good against anybody. The Raiders against the Bengals. If they do the right thing and wear the black jerseys, Cincy, I think that'll be a, a surprisingly appealing one to stare at. Eddie Spaghetti, how say you – but before you talk, actually, if it goes chalk, Cowboys at Tampa, I think for – if you're rooting for the, the most fun divisional round games, Niners at Lambeau is a scary spot if you're Rogers and company. And, um, then wait, so then that would mean Cowboys, right? No, I'm sorry. So the Cowboys would be out. So then that would mean Rams at Tampa. And I could definitely see the Rams beating Tampa. I could see that result happening. Um, although Dallas at Tampa is a fun game as well. I just think Rams or Arizona, at Lambo is we we know that result, and then we yeah. don't want any bum games come to divisional round. Spaghetti, how say you on uh, Niners Cowboys?
2: So this game, I mean, it, you know, whenever I talk to Sal about the Cowboys, I'm like, man, don't you think they're going to crush him this week? And he was like, no, nah, he feels like he gets scared about the the team. This is actually the one time where I'm like, I think this 49ers team could give them some trouble and Hench kind of hit on it too, especially with Debo Samuel. Like if Trayvon Diggs is, is guarding him, he's got like the most yards to any receiver uh, as a cornerback in the in the NFL. I think Jimmy G, if he plays really well and he targets Debo, they can keep this game real close. And obviously, same to Kittle too. Uh, their rushing attack, no matter who's running back for the 49ers, is always going to be good. But uh, I think the Cowboys will win this one. And it pains to say it's the Giants fan, but uh, th- that organization right now is... It really, as good as it gets. Will McClay is a guy that seemingly every organization wants to grab, and they had to just resign him for a huge extension to keep him uh, in the Cowboys front office because, like, they're building a really good team. They will win a Super Bowl in the next two years. This is going to be a close game. But the Cowboys will win. I think a lot of pressure on Jimmy G because if he plays well and somehow upsets them, this kind of extends his career. If he loses this game, which now it's going to be Trey Lance and Jimmy G will be a backup. If he wins this game, he could be starting for the Giants. So uh, who knows? A lot of pressure on him. But I think the Cowboys should win this one. If they don't blow him out, they're going to feel pretty sour after this one. because I don't think the, the, just the, the talent disparity between these two teams is pretty vast, in my opinion. But uh, I think the Cowboys will win, especially with uh, giving three.
0: I think the bottom line is in a quarterback league Dak over by uh, over Jimmy G by a lot. And, you know, I I just the thing to keep the eye on is the
1: uh, pressure on that guy. You think John Lynch is going to be in church liking tweets Sunday night shitting on Jimmy G?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like Chris Ballard. Did you see Chris Ballard? uh, What he said Mm -hmm. on uh, on Thursday morning? He's like. Well, we thought it was a good uh, move at the time we uh, brought Carson <laughs> in here. He made some good plays. He did some other things. Like, I don't think you're going to be the quarterback next year, Carson. <laughs> it's rough. Not that's, what yeah, well, that's what I'm well, saying.
2: If Jimmy G wins, if he somehow wins this game or plays right. awesome, it's like Giants, Lions, Dolphins maybe, Colts, all these teams, Texans. They're going to be coming. Jimmy G could star for any of these teams.
1: Well, that you know was made, though. I, I You know, um, and by the way, Stetson Bennett, the, after the, the sort of – fumble that wasn't and then the guy recovers it even though he's not even trying to recover it and then they score a touchdown and then that next sequence like he just starts delivering strikes into the end zone incredible Jimmy G not enough made of the fact there it's fourth and 18 and their kicker is punting from his own end zone with less than two minutes left down seven so the the Saints have won. You're, you're down seven. It's fourth and 18. Your punter is out. Your kicker is punting. And, I, you know, I, I should have gone and seen what the win probability was at that moment where, where Robbie Gold uncorks a 47-yard punt. Um, but they get the stop. They call the timeouts. And then Jimmy G just whips it down the field into the end zone. So talk about playing with house money like that their season was over. That that's it's not it's not possible to pull off what he pulled off. So, he might go into that game uh a little free and easy and they have nobody has weapons like that team. That team, I mean, you know, when you look at the Je- how Jennings has progressed, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, like somebody has a huge edge in their matchup and the only question is what team is Jimmy G going to throw the ball to, but I feel like if if Jimmy G is above average, uh, he doesn't have to be awesome. If he's above average, that team's a tough out. So, all right, we're. we're, we're- I agree. I think he, I,
0: I'll tell you this he, at minimum, for Jimmy G's future, don't poop the bed. Because if you play adequately, to Spaghetti's point, there are going to be a lot of suitors for you. One of them may even be on the banks of the Three Rivers. That name's been floated there. In the meantime, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers continues to wear number seven for at least 60 more minutes in the arrowhead. I can absolutely talk myself into the Steelers plus 12 and a half, not on the money line. I'm not a, I'm not loco, but I can definitely talk myself into them getting past a two touchdown deficit because you know, the, the evidence is right there for everybody. Roethlisberger was out there playing three weeks ago against this same team, actually a lesser version of this chiefs team. Cause Tyreek Hill barely played um Travis Kelsey didn't play period and the Chiefs still annihilated them so that's true but it's also true for Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs and because so, and that game was over if you'll recall you know six minutes in it was over they scored a touchdown Roethlisberger threw a terrible interception it was that that was seven it was set and the game was over and you knew it and it, it was barely a half hour in in real time if it isn't that way if it gets to mid-second quarter and it's like, Jesus Christ, it's a 7-6 game. Well, we're supposed to be killing this team. They're going to get spooked. They're gonna, they, they they Like any other human being, they will feel that pressure of like, what the hell's going on? Why is it so different? It's the same team. We kicked their ass just a couple days ago. Why is it so different? They'll say, and the Steelers will feel like, we're in this one. Different day. Mike Tomlin, what does he do best? Is that back-to-the-wall kind of stuff? all right, I'll do it. You know what? I, I, I'm going to do it because I want to, because I want to have fun. I'm taking the Steelers plus the 12 and a half. oh my God. right here. It was right here. I talked myself into it. I was right. I just, I thought that's we're it. Four,
1: we're four for four. It's okay. never gone down like this. This is a big never number gone Down like this. We, we usually see eye to eye on so many games. Uh, not only do, would I give the points? This is my number one most
0: confident
1: game mm. on the list. The, the Chiefs' biggest problem is
0: Henge complacency. was rooting for this stepmother in Cinderella. It, it, his
1: complacency. It's complacency. Like, they get bored. They, you know, I think it happened against the Bengals. I think they kind of, you know, they, they take the foot off the pedal. They start, you know, running like, what if Travis Kelsey, what if we play sweet Georgia Brown on first and goal, and Travis Kelsey makes a behind-the-back pass to the fullback, and then he throws, like, it's like, None of that's going to happen that they are. You know, it's the real season has begun and they're going to be laser focused. And so you talk about what if it's seven, six in the second quarter? What if it's 10 zip in the first quarter? I mean, it's it's going to get bad fast. I agree. If 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 the Chiefs if the Chiefs go up um, because the Steelers have no capacity to get First into quarter
0: out with them. With where the 12 and a half is concerned, the first quarter is everything. You're right. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not right. I'm not going to make a big argument against the 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 team that should but have been in the Super Bowl three straight times. Unless the
1: Chiefs team destroyed them, therefore this one will be closer.
0: I'm telling you. I think, how, your, heart, I think I, your
1: heart has gotten you, the better of your mind.
0: You live, you live in your Hollywood manse removed from, from most human beings, Hench. I'm on the ground. I, I, I'm down there with the common man because I am one myself. I understand how human emotions go, how they move up and down, roll with the, with the circumstance. I just laid one out for you. If it's close, the Chiefs, the onus is on the Chiefs to not win the game, They are supposed to annihilate this bum Steelers team. If it's anything short of that in the second quarter, as they run off the field for halftime, they're going to be spooked a little bit. Maybe they just hit the gas and blow them out. The Steelers have no business. But the other thing is, as I say ad nauseum, 21st century defense in the playoffs or otherwise is not about dominating your phone, breaking their will and all that kind of stuff from the late 70s. It's all. It's about making plays, turning the ball over a couple of times. They have Mika Fitzpatrick on the team. They have T.J. Watt on the team. That can happen. I mean, I like the idea. Well, how could you give them any chance? That that's the that's how T.J. Watt strips Patrick Mahomes of the ball, and somebody scoops it up and runs it in, and gives them a margin that doesn't seem you know pretty uh, pretty chalky. Something that a uh, bonus points is our friend Maurice Jones-Drew calls them. If they get some bonus points, you I mean, know, that's plausible. Andy shake Reed. your head
2: spaghetti it's a, not
0: like it's an insane way, just, idea just, that just that letting you know that
2: just just pointing at that Patrick Mahomes played in the a- AFC West that had Von Miller and uh and Bosa and Ingram for years so he's used to good pass rushers just or he's not undefeated He's lost
0: games uh,
1: but also you know it's funny Andy Reid who you know his reputation has really really changed um from the the guy who couldn't win the big one he's not unlike uh Stefanski um, he he's not gonna let T.J. Watt wreck that game. He's just not gonna fucking. He's not gonna go. I I think uh, we can handle him one on one. You know, he's gonna be chipped and and they're gonna roll the pocket away from him. And it's it's not T.J. Watt's not gonna dominate that game. No way.
0: Okay. Well, if you knew that, you could have told me that that was gonna be. The- you already made your pick. I didn't know that that was the case. I didn't know that TJ Watt had no chance of making an impact on the game. If you would have told me that in advance, maybe my pick would be different. But it's been committed to history. We know where Spaghetti's going with his snark. Go ahead, I'll, I'll, I'll make a, make a, make a yeah. speech for why the stepmother is no, uh, is no hotter no. than Cinderella.
2: What do you want me to say? That Juju's coming back, so I think the Steelers are going to win this game? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't have to spend too much time in this. I, I agree with Hench again. I think that they'll they'll make – they'll they'll like – you know, any read never likes to run the ball. He'll use the screen passes this is one. I think you're going to see a lot of screens in this game from Malaire. I wouldn't I, – I just feel like this game is going to be like a blowout. You're going to have like Byron Pringle doing like 25-yard post routes, catching middle of the field. I think Hill, Kelsey will score. I think it's going to be – this is my second most confident game, so I, I think the, uh, the Chiefs will win this one. I'm sorry, Shaq.
0: Cancel the game. They, they, the, these players are going to be out there. They could get hit and, you know, something could hurt them, and then they won't be right for the divisional round. Just cancel this thing. We know the outcome. Spaghetti's 100% wow. right. Wow. Are the getting Why are you so, so upset? upset? There are, you're a double-digit
2: underdog. Just, just, we're going to pick against your team. Just,
0: just take you, it like a man. G- G- Goodell will do anything. He and his league partners with the networks, oh, just scratching out a few more dollars. You're going to, at the risk of injury for these Chiefs, destined for the divisional Was round, it- was out.
1: it um, was it Bills Raiders fifty one three? I am I'm thinking like I am like my my question is: Is there a score right, where 51-3. Tomlin pulls seven? Maybe is there, a play-
0: is there a score forty to zip? I mean, yeah, he takes for that 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 old man is getting ready. Like he's he's a he's old for football, but he's young for life. He's only thirty nine. Tomlin should do him a solid. And take care of the man, Roethlisberger, and just say, sit this one out. We know how this one's going to go. Let's just give it to Mason Rudolph. I think that would be the noble thing to do. You know, fellas. FanDuel is awfully excited, as the rest of us are, about these playoffs. They're giving all customers up to $100 bonus on same-game parlays, one of the best things about FanDuel, of course. Same-game parlay on any super Wild Card weekend game. You get a bonus whether you win or lose. The more you bet, the more you'll get, all you have to do is pick three legs Of your bet, you can pick who you think is going to win the game. Sounds like you guys think it's going to be the Chiefs, so let's start there. You can pick the money line there. Over under passing yards, who's going to get into the end zone, stuff like that. I think Kelsey gets into the end zone. He's a difference maker. Steelers inside linebackers having a tough time covering people this season. I think that sustains itself. Najee Harris on the other side has had a knack of finding the end zone. I think that's easy peasy. Does that sound good to you there?
2: Uh, Those are all right. uh, those are OK. I mean, if you think Harris is going to get in the end zone, I, I mentioned Byron Pringle. I like Brian Pringle at plus 230. Okay. Solid odds on him. I could see him scoring. I think there'll be a lot of scoring on the Chiefs and so much so that I love the Pat Mahomes over 280 and a half passing yards. I also like the team total for the Chiefs. Uh, right now it's at 29 and a half I like them to hit the over on that as well.
0: All right, there's a multitude of options for you to think about. The important thing is that you do it at fanduel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three. Bet along with your pals. Help us out a little bit as you uh, as you make the wagers. It's the best time of the year, everybody, the footballiest time of the year. It's either the wild card round or the divisional round, or perhaps C. Both. Either way, bet along with us. We appreciate you for doing it. All right, you've got to squeeze in a quick break here. Next, Eagles-Bucks. And, you know, it was so obvious that you kind of look past, well, Bucks, eight and a half at home, Eagles. But there's been enough noise and reasonable arguments about how the Eagles can run the ball and the Bucks might struggle there. I'm going Bucks, uh, given the eight and a half, for the simple reason that the Eagles haven't beaten anybody good the entire season. I mean, pretty straightforward. How say you, Bench?
1: This is incredible because I'm going Eagles plus 8.5, and and I'll tell you why. Um, You know, we talked a lot about it with the Raiders during that middle trough of the season. There just comes a point where, you know, you can't – there's an amount of bad shit that happens to your team where it has to have some effect on the field. And, you know, the Antonio Brown stuff notwithstanding, Godwin and Fournette – are considerably better than the guys replacing them, and 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 Godwin and Fournette were Brady's guys. Like those were the, guys. I mean, like when you look at the at Fournette in the passing game, like that. And so I feel like the the Bucks are going to win this game, but it's going to be close. And then where where our listeners make their real money is Cowboys at Bucks or you know it, there there's a there is a the, the Bucks are not going to the Super Bowl and so there's a good chance to make some money between here and there. You can start making money by taking this huge number in a game that's not that's going to be close and and not high scoring.
0: I uh, yeah, I mean I, I don't want to belabor this, but I, You know, because I think about the Bucks against Washington last year and Heineke and all of that. It feels like, you know, I attribute powers to Brady that he doesn't even have at this point. But, you know, Sirianni versus Brady, it doesn't feel like a classic. Um, I could just sort of see... You know, maybe it's not a four-touchdown lead, you know, early third quarter. But I do see – I have visions of Brady just sitting there looking at his iPad comfortably. You know, like, this team's pretty good. You know, the Eagles, they gave us a good game here in respect to Coach Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and everything else. But by mid-fourth quarter, it'll be like they're comfortably up 17, 16, 17 points, and they're looking ahead. Brady knows how to pace out the postseason now. Like, let's just make quick work of these guys. They don't belong on a field with us. And then we get ready for the divisional round, but let's focus on the matter at hand and buy – the fourth quarter it'll be clear that they took care of business spaghetti how
2: number one in the confidence meter bet everything you have on in really? the Buccaneers in this game I think this is gonna be like some sort of like Brady revenge game like a giant you to the Eagles for beating him in the Super Bowl he's just gonna unleash on them mm. like I would not be shocked if he had five touchdowns just spread the ball around to every single offensive player on the Bucks. Uh, I could see you know Eagles it's gonna be like a 48 13 sort of game where I think talk about quarterback suspension second half or fourth quarter I think Brady will probably be out of this game too he's gonna he's gonna light him up I think he's gonna dice them up the entire time the eagles like you said they haven't beat a single playoff team they're gonna get they're going to a kilt
0: yeah that's right and and i went back and forth on the total on this one um i think that it goes under the 46 um that uh, it's right I, i'm obviously they do a good job of setting the total on these things but I, I i'm going a little under just based on kind of what spaghetti's talking about it'll be a you know, it'll be a close, and then they'll kind of pull away the Bucks, and I think both teams will just be like, ah, the, the Eagles won't have a chance to get any late uh, garbage touchdowns. All right, let's finish up here where we started, Pat's Bills, um, and then we'll get to the NFC West clash. I'm going to go – I know everything I just said about Pat's Bills. I'm going to – you know what? You go ahead. You're definitely taking we the already, Bills. We already did. I know, it. but I'm allowed to change my opinion. I told you I'm a human being. I'm not well, a machine. I'm not some robot. I, said, I can like, change. But like, I'm like, we're
1: on the opposite side of two. I now we're on the opposite side of three. I'm counting you being on the Patriots.
0: Well, I just, so what? Too bad. So what? I don't, I don't
1: have All to. Right, I, well, I'm not I'm um, obliged um, to stick I, with my pick because I'm you still, said something. i does that mean? Bills minus four. I, I don't know what would have transpired in the last uh, cuz it doesn't seem minutes. right
0: it doesn't seem right to take a rookie qb in mac jones and it doesn't seem right to pick against the bills who really do have a great shot i, I mean the thing that keeps banging around in my head though is
1: i, I don't choose- even know what i like what spaghetti he he can't you can't pick both sides, and then said he. I can say do him, whatever right. the hell I want to do. And then I can say do whatever. Right I do. Next
2: I'm confused while we're picking this game again. I didn't get my pick. I'll just throw the Bills. I think Josh Allen is doing basically what Mahomes did a few years back, where he's improvising and he's becoming a real elite quarterback, top tier quarterback. Um, and like, I just don't think Mac Jones in a rookie year is going to, with the weapons the Patriots have, is be able to overcome that.
0: All right, here's the thing. I will take the Patriots plus the four, and this is not an indication that it's a historic victory. By a rookie QB, because that's the way that's the the way the conversation is sort of broken now. It's like, but you can't do it with with a rookie QB. I'm not saying the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl. I just said that the the juice of these two teams in this division. I think that Belichick knows how to use Josh Allen's talent and belief in self against him. I will stick with that. Bills, uh, I mean, uh, Patriots, plus four. Total, 44. How do we feel Can on that keep, one, fellas? I'm going to go under that. Uh,
1: under? I go under. If, if I'm right about under that, now. then obviously going to go under. Do you but. keep taking – do you have to keep taking the Viagra? Like, I mean, in the fourth quarter, do your feet get cold again? <laughs> What's the refractory
0: period? <laughs> <laughs> what if he gets the next Thursday and he, does, does he see a doctor? Because that's yeah. the – the prescriptive advice is, uh, if, you know, uh, if it goes if on you to accidentally ejaculate, what... <laughs> your feet get cold again. Very tricky. <laughs> that, that feels like a can of worms to be opening it up, or at least a worm. Um, all right. Cardinals, Rams, SoFi, Matt Stafford's wife went on radio or a podcast or something like that in LA, right? Spaghetti. And she said, Matt. I had to go silent count at home and we really weren't ready for that. Aside from the, like the, we weren't ready for that. Like how much is Stafford bouncing the game plan off of uh, his wife in, in advance of these games? Um, The Cardinals have had a nice season and they have answered at least probably for themselves. I'm guessing this sort of like the Kingsbury second half slide of the season is rearing its head again. Now the Cardinals two weeks ago probably felt like they erased any of that. I don't know how up for the game they were last week against the Seahawks. Um, they were playing for something. They don't have new Copkins. Um, James Conner is banged up. I think the Rams, if the Bills don't have the most pressure on them, I think it's the Rams who do. I think Snead and McVay and Stafford combined, they just feel like, man, we did it all for this season. And now we're playing in the wild card round and a nip and tuck game. I think if they go to Tampa in the divisional round, they have a shot. If they go to Lambeau, it's a wrap. What a waste to give up all those draft picks. In the here and now, Rams minus the three and a half and over the 49 and a half. How say you, Hench?
1: All right. Well, this is just, this is couldn't be more exciting. Um, I the Cardinals are impossible to handicap, right? You go into Dallas and put up that performance and then all you have to do is beat the, the lowly Seahawks to win the division and you give up 38 points. Like there's no making heads or tails of the Cardinals. So this taking the Cardinals is more about my feelings about the Rams. Right. I I don't, I, I, that team should be awesome. You look at the individual talent on that team. You're like, why aren't you awesome? And seventeen. I don't care if you're going silent count. You're up seventeen. Your destiny's in your hands. <laughs> you can't lose that game to Jimmy G. And I just think ultimately they're not that good. They they beat the Seahawks at SoFi on on a terrible uh, non call. They've they've had so many underperformances. And so you know I don't know if you saw that comment. I I, I wish I could attribute it because it was it was so astute. But it's like. Sean McVeigh, the way you understand the, the NFC West, Sean McVeigh owns Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll owns Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVeigh. and Cliff Kingsbury owns Cliff Kingsbury. Hmm. You know, and so I feel like all the, all the anti Kingsbury, all the stats about how poorly his teams perform, the longer they're exposed to him over the course of the season, I feel like, it has it has to stop. They get like at some point. Cliff Kingsbury just has to almost luck his way into a result. And I do feel like um, Kyler Murray is moving around a little bit better. Uh, and the Rams are disappointing. You know, it, it's. I mean, obviously that Robert Woods thing is is really huge. But I'm just I'm just gonna take the three in the hook. Uh, and ju- just 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 because the Rams. Like, we both think either one of those teams gets destroyed in Green Bay. So it's almost like, all right, well, one of you guys loses and one of you guys loses the following week. But uh, I'll, take, I'll take the points, uh, and maybe the Cardinals team that beat the Cowboys will show up.
0: Yeah, well, that's why I left it for last because I really have no feel for this one. I and it's and it's really it's I doubt both of these teams. That's the bottom line. So yeah. how, how enthused can I be about either one? Matt I mean, Stafford. we both
1: agree. We both agree. You know, even though we're on opposite sides of that game, we both agree the Niners are the best team in the NFC West.
0: Well, that's what's vexing about picking football games in the last couple of years is like it doesn't exactly matter what happened last week into this week. But for as much as it does, you know, the Rams were playing for something last week against their arch nemesis Niners. This was a chance to sort of, um, you know, kill two birds with one stone. You you kill the Niners from January. I mean, the, you end their run and boost yourselves on this role and. Clinch the division and all that, and they didn't do it. It's that's a bad look going and, into there. And, I just and, think they're. I just think they're ultimately a little bit better in in various spots uh, across. You know, Aaron Donald looms large in this one. I know he hasn't exactly been a major factor in the first two games this year, but anyway. That's, but when you're uh, looking
1: at the names on that Rams defense. You're like, yeah, right. Why are guys marching down the field against you? I know, but why is Eric
0: Weddle back there who hasn't played in two years? That's not a good look either. I don't think Eddie Spaghetti. How say you?
2: I think it's gonna be the game of the weekend here. Oh, it's on Monday, but uh, you know, I, I'm rooting for the Cardinals too because I do think as time goes on, they're going to get healthier. JJ Watt will get healthier. James Conner will get healthier. They're still both game time decisions. Also, DeAndre Hopkins, they said could play in the title game. If they make it there, so I like them uh, in this game with the the three and a half. It's just one of those things where I don't, I still don't have the trust for Matt Stafford yet. He hasn't, he has stretches where he just like he's throwing picks. He looks like you know the bad days of Detroit, Matt Stafford. And I I know that Odell Beckham's kind of come on for them, and I know their running game. They're bringing back Cam Akers, but there's just something about Kyler Murray and his. He's electric. He's hard to stop, and I think they still have enough weapons uh, if Connor does play, and then you know they have Christian Kirk. Uh, Rondell Moore. So it's one of those things where I I, I could just see the Rams being ultra disappointing in this game. The Cardinals winning one. And they're a team that if they are playing at their best, I don't think anyone wants to play them because they do have enough weapons. It's just so hard to stop a mobile quarterback. I mean, you know, we we talk about the national title game like you know georgia alabama everyone was so hyper focused on the sec title game that's kind of how i feel about the cardinals like people don't look at the grand picture of, of it when they were really good for a very long stretch that's why i was always trusting georgia this is one of those kind of scenarios where i'm like when they're playing their best they are better than the rams in my opinion and i think they're going to win this one and the story of the offseason be the rams being disappointing
0: the thing is i'll say i and i'm a believer and i love the excitement of uh of Guys who can run around and burn you that way. And it seems like it should be a bigger factor in the postseason, but it but history indicates the opposite. But I do think about it because I love to talk to to players about playoff games, and you know how more they're more emotionally resilient than that or th- that I am. You know how you sweat out every game that's close in the regular season. and you're like, I, I don't know if I'd be able to take the snap from from the nerves, but they just keep like there's still time on the clock. That's how they think. But in the playoffs, they do see the end of it. They see, like, when you go down late third quarter and, like, if we lose this game, our season's over, they feel that. And so who is going to be behind the eight ball at some point and how they're going to respond kind of should dictate that. It does feel like Kyler Murray could make an electric play, you know, somewhere in the second half when you're, like, you're the Rams, like – it's all going to go up in smoke. The whole thing. We went and got all these guys, and it means nothing now. We're going to lose in the first round at home to to the bum Cardinals. I could feel that energy in Los Angeles on Sunday night. Um, I'm going to play the hunch and say that it doesn't get that close for it to be a factor. But I, 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 I it's why the playoffs are so much fun to. If to uh,
1: if the Bills and Rams both lose at home and and, and uh, truncate this building to something meaningful process. Here's our headline. Sean's of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's a B, B plus. I like right, it. Right. Pretty good. No, anyway, I'll I like it. I tell you
1: what won't happen though in that Monday night game is uh, Matt Stafford going silent count because Cardinals
0: Nation. Well, that's what they don't have have to worry about, right? That's what they don't have to worry about, right? Travel. (laughs) That's exactly right. They're going to feel so good. Like, they won't let that get into their brain. Like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, not that many people are coming from Phoenix and they're how many Cardinals fans are there really? They're going to buy tickets. They're just going to ride on the field. It's going to be all blue and it's going to be a nice atmosphere for the hometown Rams for once in their lives. And they'll, they'll uh, play with a different level of swagger as a result of that. That's fine. If you could watch, here's a question very quickly. And then we have to do something else very quickly before we get to uh, spaghetti and meatballs to wrap up the week here. I'm three. You can only watch one game. But it's unfair. You can't choose your team. Obviously, I would choose the Steelers to my own uh, uh I mean, you know, depriving myself of some juicier matchups. But if you could only watch one game this weekend, which is it? Cowboys Niners. Yeah. And I'm not Cowboys gonna show Niners. you any highlights or anything. Cowboys Niners Cowboys is your Niners. number one, huh? Spaghetti? I mean
2: uh I'd say Raiders, Bengals, or Cardinals Rams, because those are the two games I think the underdog could win. I'll go with the I'll go with Cardinals Rams because I want to see Kyler play. I think I like the stakes of
0: Patriots Bills. I just don't think the nation is fully grasping that region of football, America. What the Bills are supposed to be, what they were supposed to be for the last—I mean, it's been two, three years now with Josh Allen. You know, the loss in Houston in the wild card round in overtime. Then Josh Allen has an MVP level season, and they come up a little short. This is supposed to be the year. So if they if they get some adversity against the uh, against Belichick. I, I I think that'll be captivating stuff. Hey, that would well, be my choice. Let me
1: rephrase the question. Yes, and then maybe you'll you'll come around to my answer, which is the right answer. Okay. Um, which one of these games features two teams that could win the Super Bowl? Ah, that's a fun one.
0: So I'm looking at this as okay. Not new. There's animals.
1: only one game that has two teams
0: that could win the Super Bowl. Not the Rams. Um Chiefs Steelers? No
2: way. <laughs> I like the spaghetti game. I think
0: it is man. the Monday night. I just told you they're not going to the Super Bowl. I think it is the Monday night game. Oh, come on. No. I think so. I think it's if they get healthy, they can do it. It's not the Raiders can't go to the Super Bowl. So it's well, it's not the Eagles. Um. Well, wait. Who? What game am I even missing? Then who was the
1: the game that I pick to watch? There's one game that has two teams that can win the Super Bowl, and it's the Niners Cowboys. No,
0: come on, Niners. they're going to beat Brady, and they're going to win in Tampa. I mean, in uh,
1: Jimmy G was up ten in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. All
0: right, you're right. No, no, it's not a crazy pick. That's that's all I wanted to hear.
2: Quick breaking news: uh, Texans have fired David Culley. Oh, so and Gillis. Here's I I
0: said this earlier in the week, watch this happen. Brian Flores to Houston. Flores's first piece of business is talking Deshaun Watson into why he needs to stay with the Texans and Deshaun Watson stays there. That's that's my prediction for that one.
1: Uh, you know, this is so insane like the and, and I think it actually was worked out for Spaghetti really well. So, you know, they they said we're keeping judge maybe that was a, a trial balloon to hear how people reacted. Like you couldn't guess, you couldn't guess how people were going to react to that piece of news. But Flores getting fired was the best thing that could have happened for Giants fans because they were like, oh, well, oh, wait, well, obviously we can't keep this guy. Like, oh, is that, is that where we should be evaluating? Should we be setting the bar at, you know, nine and eight gets you fired? Cause then we definitely have to shit can our guy, um, the collie firing—it makes no sense. Like that team played so hard. For I him. agree. Yeah. Like, and and it's you know, we we've talked about this a lot on here. Where it's like you, the the players will let you know whether they want their coach fired or not. And the Dolphins, Week 18, were like, we very much would like our coach to be our coach next year. I mean, you know, obviously winning eight of nine. And, and all reports are the players love him and he's four and two against Belichick and 19 and 14 with fucking Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jacoby Brissett and Tua as his QBs. Like it's insane. Well, the communication in the building isn't great. Like fuck off asshole <laughs> owner. So then, so then it's like, okay, Flores goes down. Cully when you are going to be given an opportunity to be a head coach. Right. And it's like, it maybe you know, it's different for different guys, but like for guys like Flores and Cully, it's like, okay, you got to take over a shit show. That's what you get. You get a shit show. And then the covenant should be, you have to show us that it's headed in the right direction. You know, was, was he supposed to go to the AFC title game with that roster? Like, what was he supposed to do? You know, they they blew out the Chargers at home. They, you know, there was a terrible, terrible call in that in that Titans Texans game that that should have been a end zone pick ended up being a touchdown instead. That the Texans could have won that game, and my uh, plus four thousand Jags Texans parlay would have come through. But but you know, you couldn't you couldn't say that the players did not want that guy to be their coach next year. So that that just bums me out. I and think I, in a
0: way I could unless Cully knew like this was a one year proposition although he uh, within the last couple of days said something about like I haven't heard anything so I I think maybe he is a little surprised. I think this is worse than the florist one. I think the florist talk has gotten a little out of hand. Um he it is 3 years after all. Um he didn't make the playoffs. It's it, the, it's gotten gotten away from ourselves a little bit about like how dare they fire that guy I hear you I think for stability's sake in a guy who had the team tracking in a good direction but it's not like in three years they even played once in a postseason game even Adam Gase did that I mean I get the circumstances around it I'm just saying it's a little overstated about how dare they fire this guy don't they see how good he is the guy that like went Regressed this year. They won 10 games last year and they won nine with an extra game to be played. I think it's a little overstated. But listen, let's do this now very quickly. Harry uh, from Against All Odds, of course, came up with a little fantasy game for us to play. Uh, Jen Piacente is overseeing it. Spaghetti's partner on waiver wire coming up at you later today. Spaghetti, you got to help us out though, because you belong to Jen. You and Jen Piacente are doing your fantasy team. The minus three team proper is me and Hench. Right. You're here to just help us and make sure we don't screw up because we're Correct. at least I'm a dummy. So just make sure we don't screw this up. The rule is fantasy football for the entire postseason And with the 14 teams, you have to take one guy and only one guy from each of those 14 teams. Okay, let's hash this out here, Hench. Let's start at the most important position, and obviously we want our quarterback to wind up in the Super Bowl. So basically, let's work backwards. Who's your Super Bowl pick? Is it Allen's Bills, Mahomes Chiefs, Burroughs Bengals, Rogers Packers? I think that's how we have to do this.
1: Well, I feel like, you know – You could create an algorithm, which is always such a bummer because, you know, all, all the things can get crunched into the computer and end up being more effective than our guts. But so the first thing you would want to load into the algorithm is who's, who's most likely to play four games. Right. I mean, because that's, that's the problem. Like obviously Vegas says it's going to be, you know, Mahomes Rogers is the most likely Super Bowl matchup. Well, it's like, well, that's four games for I'm one I'm fine of those with Mahomes. Guys. If you want to that, say Mahomes, well, let's Mahomes, do that I mean, right now. It, so I think all of our teams are going to have Mahomes. I, you know, you, you would really – however, knowing that everyone's going to have Mahomes, maybe if you don't – if you're the team that doesn't have Mahomes and Mahomes uh, throws a shoe uh, and, and, and breaks down in the home stretch of this, this Steelers upset, um, then maybe you, you end up on top. But so I would say for the first position, the most important position with the most points quarterback, you look at the two quarterbacks most likely to play four games. One of those, obviously, Mahomes. Then the 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 next batch would be Brady or Dak. Okay, you would basically be choosing between those two guys.
0: Well, here the, the most important position in real football is QB a case can be made that the most important because they are precious like gold which is to say rare to find a dominant one as a running back Zeke for uh, you know is mediocre and banged up and whatever as he was this season he does present as a guy who one is on a team that has a chance to make a deep run and really where else are you looking in, in 2021 playoffs for a dominant back the answer is Joe Mixon and unless you want to go Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase makes some sense. It's how many receivers? Spaghetti, two or three? There's
1: three, but there's two
0: flexes.
1: There's right. two flexes.
0: Right. All right, I, I'm putting Mixon down. He is our Bengals' choice. Do you? Who? You choose
2: quarterback? Do you want dash? Two quarterbacks, three running backs, three receivers, two tight ends, two flex, oh, two kicker in defense. Yes.
1: That's oh, what I just so explained.
2: I didn't what hear you say two. All right. So go Mahomes. ahead.
1: You want Mahomes? Mahomes plus Brady
0: or Dak. That's, I'm going to let you choose that one. Brady or Dak.
1: But why are we discussing this with our opponent? Well, who gives a good goddamn? You think Jen Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti are a match for us? Certainly not our listeners. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) wait till we hold on. Hold on. Boswell or folk? You know what? At kicker. At kicker. No, guys. I see what everyone's talking about. This is what everyone's talking about around the water cooler. Well, should your kicker be one and done? Should you take uh Boswell?
0: You know oh, what? Christ. You know what? Jesus this was Christ. poorly produced on Dave Damaschek's part. And ultimately that means it's spaghetti's fault. No, I think you're right. We do have to like the teams that we expect to lose Pittsburgh and Philly. I think like they have to be our defense and our kicker. Because it's impossible to predict which guy – or certainly defense. It's not something you can call, oh, yeah, I bet you that team's going to score three touchdowns in the – so we throw them away. You know what, Hench, we'll do this offline. We're going to give the audience – because we have uh, we have 48 hours – to solve this, so minus three listeners, you must weigh in and help us with this. So we'll cut it off there with the football talk. Great stuff, Hench. Best wishes to your Patriots. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be a, a huge weekend. One.
1: We are we are on opposite sides
0: of every game. I, was that right? Six for six. That's uh, spaghetti.
2: Uh, yeah. You barely, you, you, you barely agreed with me too, Spaghetti. Uh, yeah, because you got what against them? It's Steelers, Chiefs. You're different. You're different in Pats, Bills. Bengals, Raiders. I think we all – oh, yeah, Hench took the Eagles, so that game is different. Uh, 49ers, Cowboys, you guys are on different sides. And then Cardinals, Rams, so wow. Yeah, that's uh, –
0: wow. How do we do this, Spaghetti? We should put together a six-way um, teaser or maybe a parlay where you go either all Damashek or all Hench and no in-between. If you want to bet with minus three, you have to choose mm-hmm. all in or ah, – that won't work. Anyway, we'll figure that out. We'll figure out the the fantasy for the postseason. You can follow all the fun um, on Extra Points at extrapoints.com and beyond. Great stuff, Hench, of course, like we say. Muzzletov on another fine performance. And now, with football officially in our rearview mirror, I'm going to get mentally right for some Kings-Penguins action while I listen along to the latest episode of Spaghetti and Meatball.
2: Spaghetti Meatballs, we are back. More NHL talk here with Eddie Spaghetti and Mikey Meatballs. Uh Meatballs, your thing, uh your name here says Islanders play tonight. You actually still watching the Islanders?
3: Yeah, well, we haven't been able to for the past like five years because they haven't played in so long. So they finally play tonight against the devils unless that gets canceled.
2: Yep. Um Well, excited for you guys to keep losing. Uh, I did go to the two Rangers. I haven't seen the Rangers in quite some time. Obviously we had the, the, the no fans in the arena thing and COVID whatever, and living in Southern California, you only get to see the Rangers play in reality once because you can see the Rangers play the Kings at the Staples center. The Ducks seeing Anaheim, if you're from LA, you know that driving to Anaheim on a weekday with like rush hour traffic is probably one of the most brutal things you could do. Luckily, they played in a Saturday, sat third row meatballs. I got to like that. And I was like, you know, touching the the glass. It was some game, Rangers with their taxi squad. um, Really great effort there in a way. And then they followed up with a real stinker. Uh, Looked like a totally different team versus the Kings. Also had pretty nice seats there. Little Christmas gift uh, to me. But, um, it was just a it's a weird thing to see a team i don't know a lot of teams are dealing with this with the taxi squad thing i like it though i feel like the taxi squad thing should be you know for the future of the NHL, keep guys around there, Uh, especially with the Rangers, the AHL line, I was calling it. They played pretty well, but, um, you know, one of those things you have to deal with COVID, but maybe a potential good thing for the league uh, going forward. But enough about our Rangers, plenty of stuff to get into. I know the Bruins are bringing back Tuka Rask. Geno Malkin scored two goals for the Penguins in his return. Do you think it's going to like spark them, skyrocket them to something? They're they're sitting at what, 47 points right now? The Pens behind the Caps, Rangers and the Hurricanes. You think it's going to all of a sudden transform them into some uh, contender? How do you, how do you feel about the Pangos right now?
3: I mean, I think they're going to be the same. Yeah. as they were. Like, I don't, I don't know. Do you think it adds? Like, I mean, I guess obviously it adds more because it's Malkin, but I don't think it's going to change too much how they've been playing.
2: He will. It definitely he'll add stuff in some games. Like he'll score two goals in a game and then he'll kind of float and disappear for right. weeks on end and then he'll come back. Um, right. I mean, do you want to see them in the playoffs? Like I'm sure their power play is pretty scary, but um, I'm kind of with you. I feel, I still feel like we we're, the penguins, the, the, their reign of dominance is kind of over with.
3: Yeah. It's uh, I mean, him, Crosby and Latang have been around for what, like, like 15 years almost feels like it, at yeah, this point. Life. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll see what, I, I don't think it, it's going to add too much. I don't think it will change how they'll, they'll play uh, necessarily. I think they'll, I think the pace that they're on now is probably the pace that they'll finish with. So,
2: all right. Um, other news, Jack Eichel, who we talked about a lot, my, my guy from BU return, uh, skating, with the Vegas Golden Knights here, and he um, obviously talked about his rehab, his departure from Buffalo, said basically the, the a lot of the stories about his neck were not really true, that his surgery was not uh, as you know dangerous as people made it out to be, that he is pretty much in good health. I know he's still wearing the red, the full red non-contact uniform in practice, but he said that his time in, bu- uh, in bu- uh, uh, Buffalo was uh, difficult at the end here. I know, Meatballs, you have a a take or two on this whole situation. What is your, uh, what is your, what your thoughts
3: here? Well, I did say when he was first traded that he scammed his way out of Buffalo, right. which he did. It um, it does kind of he, seem like that. He did. Yeah. He forced his way out of Buffalo. But Do you blame him though? No. Okay. <laughs> As someone who lived in Buffalo for, right. for four years, I don't blame anyone for wanting to get out of there. But, um, still at the same time, it's like for that fan, like, that fan base has been suffering for a while now so it's yeah i don't know it's kind of, it was kind of a lame thing to do but i guess it's also on the organization um that they didn't really add much around him exactly. in terms of pieces so it's the
2: same thing what we talked about last week with the oilers it's the same exact scenario just in a different right. continent i mean it's all it is it's it's like you have McDavid and drysdale and uh, buffalo had eichel and you know various other pieces like the, the guys i thought would pair with them none really uh to the level of dry sidle but it's it, it, in in he got fed up he's a young star his second overall pick in the draft he wants to move on and yeah the way he left it seems a little forgazing now but now he's in a, a real cup contender but, but I, I i hear what you're
3: saying yeah so i i, I don't know it, it goes both ways there um but he's going to be great on vegas I think so and too. that's that's going to be a Western Conference Finals. If Vegas gets there. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun uh, to watch with them.
2: I I really agree. I think they're gonna be scary team now, and I'm I was afraid of them. I mean, you know, Kel McCarr scoring crazy goals left and right, and like Colorado's kind of surging, but I think Vegas will be real good.
3: If I could add to Colorado real quick, yeah, that uh, Devon uh, Tays trade looks like the only trade lose lost in the last uh, few years, unless this guy um, Aturatu pans out, which he is playing very well in Finland for the Islanders, mm-hmm. but. Getting only two second-round picks for Devontae, who's been just as good as McCarr, is, uh it's quite a, unfortunate to look at from an Islanders fan uh, perspective, considering we could have had Dobson, Taze, Pelican, Pulak, yeah. you know, as a top-four pairing. So it's... Um, Shout out to Devontae.
2: I I do feel your pain on on losing a trade. Uh, I mean, obviously the Rangers trading away Pavluchic, which is having a real nice season with the Blues. Trading for Sammy Blay tears his ACL, and they're like, all right, no problem. We'll just call Vitali Kropsov to fill in that spot, and then he's uh, feuding with the Rangers still is, and he's over in the KHL now. So it does sting to to lose a trade uh, and seemingly not have a, an answer for that. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm you know Colorado Vegas. I think that is if that somehow ends up being the. The WCF—that's that's real tough, and I, I still feel like the the winner is going to come from the West this year. But uh, anyway, moving on to something very funny and a team that's contending in the East, the Florida Panthers. I mean, this this clip took Twitter by storm, very viral. Um, everyone, Kodak Black, the NHL tweeted out a picture of Kodak Black, who's a performer, music artist. I'm not familiar with his work. I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine stuff. And he—they're uh, like, you know, welcome to. Uh, whatever the uh, Florida Panthers arena is called. He's there. The uh, He's taking pictures with fans, whatever. And he has a suite. And his suite is right next to the front office of the Panthers. So, like, L- Roberto Luongo is sitting in that uh, that suite there. And he got caught on video. And now we know he was just dancing. He was twerking with a, a young lady. But people thought he was, uh, you know, doing other business. And to me, it's just the funniest thing that the NHL is trying to be Uh, you know, kind of in pop culture, like, oh, there's a famous star at our game. Let's let's tweet about it. And then everyone just replied to that tweet saying, well, look what he's doing in your suite as the whole Florida Panthers organization is looking like turning their heads, looking at him. Uh, I mean, I I that was so funny, and I I'm like meatballs. You've done this before at games, right? We've had a few suites recently. Kimmel ball, the Clippers game with uh with Harry and Ken. You were twerking a lot, and you didn't think it was a big deal that Kodak did that.
3: No, it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's what it's what guys do when you're in the suite. Um, was he
2: just so bored? He was just like, I don't care about hockey. It was like that. What it was, or like he's like, I'm too famous for this. I don't
3: care. Like even though the, Panthers, the Panthers
2: are great, though. It's a good you know good team to watch.
3: I mean, it's also probably part of the fact that. I, mean, I I don't know. He probably just was. I don't I don't know. I don't really know if I have any more comments. I like, can't. Would you, uh,
2: Would Would you just what, would, funny the, what, what would be the weirdest thing you would do at a sporting event? Like I've done a couple. I haven't done anything like that level, but I've done a few things at sporting events. Like uh, you know, whether it's like stealing. Like I remember one time to to take you off the hook. I was at uh, the Bruce Spring a Bruce Springsteen concert in, in Barclays Center, and me and my dad. Took sushi from the forty forty club and we took we threw it like handfuls and just put inside of a popcorn box that we did not pay for so and we just brought it to our seats like that was like one thing we did it was pretty funny but I mean it it like twerking in a suite when people thought you were doing something x rated is is quite quite the 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 feat
3: I I still think he might have been doing something x rated that the cameras might not have caught wow um, conspiracy so that, I guess I guess that's you why mean, I
2: like think. there's a Pruder film for Kodak Black dancer.
3: Maybe. Do you think anyone in the suite next to him knew who he was?
2: Uh, Like the the Wongo far to front office suite? Yeah. I think they definitely did not know who he was until the twerking thing. Then they were like, who the hell is that? And they found out they're like, oh, this is the guy the NHL tweeted about from every, like, they, they post on their social media accounts from every, uh, from everything that everyone follows with millions and millions of people. And then they had to delete the tweet after, which is also hilarious. But I mean, thank you for giving us one of the funniest clips ever. And, and credit to, uh, to, uh, Paul, isn't who had a, a lot of funny tweets about, like he was yeah. a, a criminal investigator. Uh, that was, that was just great stuff. And, and the NHL is fun again. And also shout out to him again on the TNT crew. I know they had a, they had a game last night or two games last night. Uh, Great stuff from them. As always, I love the TNT broadcast crew. Let's round out here um, with some picks. And this weekend, if you're betting on hockey, lucky you, because I love the three games on Friday um we don't have the odds yet but dallas is at florida love florida at home anaheim at minnesota pretty even match up there but i will take the ducks in the road ducks are a tough team trevor zagas one of the, the
3: best players in the game right now young players in the game i can give you the odds on that so you got so it ducks ducks will be plus 160 as of right now really i love that take yep. that uh what's we what, what is florida at home versus dallas Florida minus one eighty five. minus for- one and a half. They're plus one forty. Okay, I like
2: Florida at home, uh, given the goal and a half, and then uh, Arizona to Colorado. I think Colorado's going to destroy uh, the Coyotes at home.
3: Really? Okay, so that's where my bet on the opposite. Well, um, I, I'm somewhat of the opposite. I am. I like Arizona plus one and a half. Really, plus one fifteen, getting plus money there. Why? Yeah. Uh, why are you going against the grain here? Vamalka has been playing well. Okay. Um, I think he's going to attract a lot of attention uh towards the deadline i think edmonton might be a team that looks at them and i think they'll get a decent haul for them so they're playing well in front of them uh i do like them plus one and a half you know they'll be com- i mean they'll be coming off a win against uh toronto but i'm not i'm gonna say i'm gonna think uh they keep it within a goal hmm.
2: all right well then screw what i Two said goals. i should Deep say balls is confident uh, so there your bets go places right now enjoy the games friday and uh fingers crossed everyone that we get a, another maybe like madonna or somebody like dancing at an NHL game next week we talk about. But uh, we'll see you folks soon.
0: Good stuff, spaghetti and meatballs. I think you better start being honest with the man in the mirror. 87 plus 71 plus the way that roster's playing plus the way Jari is playing. It's a matter of time before the pens reel you and the rest of the division in. You see where this one's heading.
2: Yeah, you know, listen. No, you can, no one agrees with you. I mean, if Malkin. No, we, talk about the, we talk about this. We talked about this in the segment. Malkin's going to come back. He'll score two goals like he did, and then he'll float, you know, for a couple weeks, and you won't even see him on the ice because that's what he does. And then he'll come back, score a couple goals. I'm not. I'm not that worried about it. The, your the rain is over. Just it's it's fine. You have it's, You'll have a good season, but it's that's it. I mean, it's over. No,
0: it's all about what it. It's all about is as I will always say, as I said before the season. To be fair. Tristan Jari choked in the playoffs. That does not mean he's a bum goalie. I told you he would have a good season. He has had a good season. The question will be how he performs come springtime. That's where it left off. That's where it will resume. The in-between, I told you he was going to play well, and uh, he's been Vezina-level quality between the pipes so far, and the the guys up front are playing gangbusters. But anyhow – Thanks to you, the listener, for checking it out. Thanks to Mikey Meatballs, Eddie Spaghetti, Kevin Hench. Make sure you bet along with us, FanDuel.com. Slash minus three, the word minus the number three. Follow all the fun on the Extra Points Network. Enjoy the playoff games. We'll talk to you after they're all wrapped up to make sense of it and look ahead to the divisional round. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.